Hello and welcome to I'll Be There For You. A friend's podcast. A friend's podcast. Hello and oh. welcome. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm alright, thank you. How, how's yourself? <laughs> not, not bad. Why have we decided to go on this formal um, <laughs> introduction? I see it's only right. Only right and fair. Welcome to the podcast. Today is a favourite character episode. Our final favourite character <gasps> episode. It is. It is. And it was my turn, and it's Rachel. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes? Yes? Yes, good. Could you tell we're watching this? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. no. In with the jibes already. <laughs> yeah, this is my turn now. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah, my... but the point is, I never actually make jibes at you. You just imagine no. them. No, <laughs> uh, untrue. Right. And when we get to the final one of this series, I'm going to do a collection of your jibes. Okay. <laughs> a reel. A reel of your jibes. I'd like to see it. Hear it. Experience it. Well, favourite Rachel? Yeah. Do you want to know anything about it? I would I would love to. <laughs> well, my favourite Rachel, here's a little uh, insight, is has already been and gone, I'm afraid. Oh, really? My favourite Rachel episode, which was the one where Ross finds out Ah. And that, my friends, is what they call a closure. Oh, interesting. Because that was the same excuse you used for Monica, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault the randomizer keeps picking these episodes. Ah, right. Um, Was Monica the random episode or was that one you chose just for something else? I can't really remember what other storyline happened in that one. No, me neither. But yeah, I mean, it just so happens the randomizer chose the one where Ross finds out, which is, it is my favourite Rachel episode and it has a lot of Rachel in it. Mm, it does. <laughs> um, in contrast. In contrast to this one. Um, well, I don't know. The other Rachel ones I was thinking, the one I thought you'd perhaps go for, which is the one with the cheesecakes. Oh, yeah. Because you don't often get the Chandler and... Um, Rachel relationship. Yeah, I do like that. Um, I also like the one with two parties, but it's quite sad for Rachel. So I'm not sure it's like an amazing one for her. Have we had that one? I don't think so. Oh, right. I think we've talked about it several times. Maybe that's it. It's one of my most memorable Friends episodes, I think. What else is there, (laughs) Rachel-wise? What else? Uh, Oh, the one where they all turn 30, I quite like. And yes. I quite sort of empathise with how Rachel is in that one. Except yes, it's I got a little person <laughs> called Tag in it. <laughs> so Yes, I thought I knew that exception. That was wiped out. That was off of the table. Mm. I do quite like her later on, but I couldn't really think of anything specific. So you chose the one a bit later on where she's um, giving birth, didn't you? Yeah. But I do like the early stages of Ross and Rachel's relationship. So I really wanted one of those ones. Capture some of that. Yeah, maybe I could have chosen a better one. But this is a very distinctive episode. It is. And if you look up lists of best Rachel episodes, this often comes up. Oh, interesting. So, you know, I've not gone completely mad. (laughs) But I have chosen season two, episode 24, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding. Well, I suppose this is the time that I normally say, do you have for us a little summary? I do indeed. 
When Rachel serves as a bridesmaid at the wedding of her ex-fiancé Barry and her friend Mindy, she relives the nightmare of her own failed wedding day. Meanwhile, Chandler becomes enamoured with a woman he meets on the internet, but is surprised when he finally meets her. Dun, dun, dun. Who is it? Who is it indeed? Perhaps that's some kind of cliffhanger. <laughs> Again, Phoebe not mentioned. Phoebe not mentioned. Joey not mentioned. And Monica, Monica not, not mentioned. mentioned. So, you know, it really is focusing on Rachel. It's a very Rachel episode, is all I'm saying. Barry and Mindy get more of a mention than some of the actual friends Mm, well it's their wedding day so shall we start with the first scene i think so scene one coffee house correct as it should be chalk that up i think the earlier ones do tend to be the coffee house don't they Mm, i think so and we've got all of them here haven't we yeah in well all of them here and then joey comes in he arrives he arrives he's been in an audition he has as, as he would. He's an actor after all. And who's the director? It's only Warren Beatty. It's only famous Warren Beatty, <laughs> who we all know and love. Who <laughs> we absolutely know and love. <laughs> and now and... all the references, <laughs> any reference to Warren Beatty will totally get. Because we know all his films. <laughs> now is Warren Beatty the one that's really rich because he invests in stuff? I think so. Is that the right, if I'm thinking the right one? Yeah, I think they've made jokes about him before. Oh no, Warren Buffett? Warren Warren Buffett, Warren Buffet, Phoebe Buffet, (laughs) Warren Beatty, Warren Warren Buffett. Is that someone? (laughs) Uh, Warren Buffett. I think Um, is that the rich one? Warren Buffett, yeah, that's him. Is that the rich one? Well, he's CEO of something, so. so Is he also an actor? He's considered one of the most successful investors in the world, and has a net worth of over. Don't even know how to say that. 100.6 100.6 billion <laughs> it's too high even to say is the world's seventh wealthiest person maybe that is the person i'm thinking of but i thought the person was um also an actor who then just knew how to invest in stuff well let me put in warren buffett actor yes please actor too big to fail he's got a filmography ah then that must be him then but in summary, not Warren Beatty. So Warren Beatty got no money. <laughs> I think he's got he, no investment. He's, he's famous for something else, I think, which is the um, joke at the end of this. Ah, is he one of the ones who slept with a thousand women? Yes. Ah, <laughs> right. That, well, that makes sense with that joke coming up. Yeah, so Joey's got this audition. Warren Beatty's not... Well, so how do you say that other guy's name? Buffett. 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 I think, yeah, Warren Buffett. 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 I don't know, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) Well, let's not mention him again. (laughs) Well, no, because he's got nothing to do with this. You were the one that brought him in. Stop bringing him up. (laughs) Um, So, Warren Beatty is director, and in this film, is it film? Joey has to do a kissing scene with a man. So, he said the audition went well. In terms of acting, mm. Warren Beatty said, good actor. Good actor? I mean, what's Warren thinking? <laughs> no, because we've seen Joey and other stuff, and he is not a good actor. <laughs> no. um, but he got a good actor, but bad kisser. Bad kisser. Not oh. sure how Warren Beatty can tell. Yeah, that's true. Because I at the beginning, I thought he meant he was kissing Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Warren Beatty was a director and also in the film, but it seems that he can just tell from... Yeah. I mean, bad at kissing acting... You could have. 
You can't tell someone's a bad kisser just by looking well. Maybe you can. It depends how bad you are. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's very bad. <laughs> um, oh, and Joey can't believe this. No. I mean, unbelievable being saying he's a bad kisser. That's like Mother Teresa, not a good mother. <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> Which I think is a very good joke. Yeah, can't, cannot cannot believe it. After all, mm. his main trait is womanizer. Yeah, and stupid. W- womanizer. And he's, um, he's done the stupid with the Mother Teresa joke, but he's not, he's not doing his womanizer trait because bad kisser, but... But he's not a womanizer if he, in this scenario. Well, yes. He's a manonizer. Man- <laughs> he has to be a good manonizer. Yeah. He needs to test his kissing skills. Yeah. So he looks to the girls. But hold on a second. We haven't done about the Warren Beatty joke. Oh, this is that... pre-credits. Oh, right. Okay. So Phoebe says, "What does Warren Beatty know about kissing?" Hilarious. And they all we look... all got it. And they all look at her, and then she goes, "Oh," and I didn't get it. No, that's, uh, we're putting that into <laughs> reference. I didn't get Ridge. Right, <laughs> that was that was in itself a reference I didn't get for a while there. Um, no, I just realised it's Ridge because I wrote down reference I didn't get in. Acronyms? Initialisms. Initial, thank you. Don't oh, no, is one. it an acronym? Because you can I say, say Ridge. But then it's not Ridge because it's not an E on the end. Ridge. Yeah, but that is an acronym, isn't it? Because it, it would be R-I-D-G if it was initialism. That is what it is, though. BBC, yeah. So it'd be acronym. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you were right when you said acronym is the one you say, right? Right, yeah. And I thought it had to be a word, though. Well, it is sort of a word. Ridge. <laughs> You just go on the E. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it would have to be R-I-D-G to be initialism. Yeah. Which... As in that's how you say it. Oh, I see. Like a right, B- BBC. Okay, that's thing. the bit I got confused about. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a reference I didn't get. Yeah. But now that makes sense. Yeah, now we know who Warren Beatty is. Uh, <laughs> now we've had this before about, um, haven't we, on the podcast, about people kissing over a thousand women. Because didn't we say about... Or was that just in real life? We, we talked about this. <laughs> um, about yeah. the guy from Coronation Street. Ken. Ken. He Which... says that he's kissed over a thousand women. Yeah. yeah, and we did the working out, didn't we? How many women per day? And you you said you didn't think that was that many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. But you were working out how old he is now. And I was saying to you, well, yeah, but he's not... I don't think he's getting through many women at the moment. Well, you don't like, know that. 80 or something. <laughs> also, I think he has a wife, so... Well, that's more like it. That's more of an excuse not to be getting through a thousand women a day. <laughs> so Beatty does know stuff about kissing women. Kissing but a lot of them. not about kissing men. No. As well, we say, this... You don't know. <laughs> no, I actually, no. But I, don't, I don't know anything about... <laughs> if anything is As it turns out. <laughs> I don't know anything about Warren Beatty. So, yeah, to go back to what you were saying then... Yes. Joey needs to improve this for his next audition. Yes. Because he's got another audition with him, but he needs to get working on this kissing thing. So he looks around him. He looks to his friends. Friends. Naturally. (laughs) Naturally to help him out. Monica and Rachel not having it. No. So Phoebe... But he's got boyfriends, for starters. Oh, yeah, true. So Phoebe has to step up. Yeah, she's quite happy to. Well, she says, "Um, I've done it before. Yeah, kissed him before. I can do it again. Have we seen that happen or this is just a reference to them? I think possibly, yeah. Yeah, and then later on as well it happens, doesn't it? 
But that's what I was thinking, that one where it's her birthday. Yeah. She said, oh, I've never been kissed by someone who's Portuguese. Portuguese. And then he kisses her and says, oh, well, I'm a 16th. Oh, no, she's never had a the perfect kiss. Oh, yeah. And never kissed someone who's Portuguese. Possibly. Or met someone's Portuguese or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely some Portuguese element in it. Yeah, because Joey hits both of them. Because mm. he gives her the perfect kiss and he's a 116th Portuguese. Yeah. But, um, oh, so maybe this, this suggestion is that the kissing beforehand wasn't good. Because he, if he's already kissed her, um, he doesn't have to give her the perfect, perfect kiss again. Well, he's already it, may, yeah, may, it might have not have been perfect. Mm. So it might have been substandard. <laughs> so you had to do it again. Well, I think perfect is quite different from substandard. There's a bit of a gap between those two things. I think you can be a good kisser, but maybe not not the perfect kiss. Well, I mean, Warren Beatty thinks he's substandard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he kisses Phoebe and it's a good kiss. Good kiss. Phoebe was very happy with She'd it. She'd recommend him to a friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but as they point out... Well, that's not really the problem. Well, no, exactly. I mean, that was obvious. Yeah. It's obvious that we all know that Joey's a good kisser, so wouldn't the common denominator be kissing a man? So we kiss Phoebe for no reason. Mm. I just think he wanted to have a kiss of Phoebe. Mm. No, she was the one that stepped up. Well, that's true. He was looking for a kiss from anyone. Um, So he turns to his other friends. The male variety. Mm -hmm. They're They're not having it. No. Over their dead bodies, in fact. Well, over Ross's dead body. And then Chandler will be using Ross's dead body as a shield. <laughs> Which I thought was a, um, a nice image. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is weird kissing your friend, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's going to cause some weird... I mean, even, you know, with Phoebe, well, I suppose they've got history. Yeah, it's the Phoebe and Joey thing, isn't it? Mm. There's always something between those two. So maybe that wouldn't cause... Um, yeah, we should mark this up as one of our um, Joe and Phoebe... Um, oh, yeah. ...things that we've said previously. There's something between them. Well, we'll see later if it affects a friendship's, <laughs> a friend's relationship when you oh, yeah. uh, kiss. So with the Joey storyline, it that's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, it just then kind of continues throughout the episode where he's trying to kiss different men yeah he's sort of almost sort of sexually harassing um some men then yeah that's really it and so he's he's phoning up ex-girlfriends and seeing if they want to bring their boy new boyfriends along yeah he's richard he goes after richard to go and <laughs> greet him see if he can if if chandra or ross ever seem you know chandra seemed down so to console him joe was trying to go in for a kiss <laughs> yeah. complimenting ross tries to go in for a kiss so basically you know just sort of yeah that's just his storyline there. Yeah, just trying to get unwarranted kisses. <laughs> Desperately. But it ends, ultimately, this storyline post-credits. Here's another theory. Right, go ahead. I hadn't finished that sentence, but... <laughs> well, no, but... <laughs> Carry on. Pa- park it. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. The first scene, mm-hmm. pre-credits... Oh, right, here we go. A new theory. New theory. Do you think that... Does that often relate to... The post-credit scene. The storyline, you yeah. mean? It's the same storyline. Mm. That is a good one. Right, start That's again another... from the beginning. <laughs> That's another theory you need to keep your <laughs> keep your eye on. I'm gonna have to start the podcast again, I'm afraid, <laughs> um, and work out whether that's a thing. Well, all you, all you, I've told you this before. All you need to do is just go over the one, the episodes we watched. Re- a, rewatch them all. Rewatch them all. You can stick, you can skip out the middle bit. <laughs> right. Thanks. 
Yeah, I'll leave that to you. Um, what would that be called in English literature? Book ending. <laughs> no. <laughs> Final chapter. Good, good name for it, though. Um, no, the start and the end. Not just the end, but the start and the end. Yeah, Come on, bu- you did bu- the... Book ending. A book ending book is en- the end of a book. No, like, a, you know, a bookcase. You've got book, book, bookends. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the book. Yeah, but sometimes at the start, the <laughs> Depends which way the book was going. <laughs> I think that was a great huh? name for it. <laughs> book ending. Depends which way the books are going. Yeah. Oh, can I have a one book starter, please? Because my books are going the opposite way. <laughs> um, hello, why do you need an as? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. She's got me there and yeah. with a friend's reference. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, you did English literature. I did. I was very good at it, actually. <laughs> yeah, a poem. When a poem starts and ends with something uh... and says, like, maybe uses the same word. Nearly as a ending again. So it goes round in a circle, oh, like a... right, a circle. Uh, loop. Ring. Ring, ring, ring. Structure. structure. <laughs> I mean, that makes you look better than, because people didn't see me pointing to my ring there. <laughs> Ring structure. Well, it doesn't make me look better because you pointed it out. <laughs> Could have got away with that. Um, oh, right. Um, a classic ring structure. So we think friends... This is what you could do a dissertation on. Mm. Um, friends' use of a ring structure. Okay. I mean, that's going to be quite a short essay, isn't it? I said dissertation, not essay. Oh, right. So I expect you to get more out of it. <laughs> I'm struggling already. So... Why are we talking about a ring structure? Oh, yeah, because that's your theory and yes. it's shown in this, that the storyline that starts it mm-hmm. is also a storyline that ends it. And so Joey's in his um, apartment. Oh, I was going to say, another thing that he tries to do is then takes a statue to go and have a kissing practice oh, on. Oh, yes. North. A Native American, Native American statue stat- that we've never seen before. I did think when that scene was playing, that statue was sort of in the foreground. I thought, we've never seen that statue before. <laughs> Ah, right. So, I mean, that's happened. So it's like the melon, when he was oh, practising yeah. with the melon. And then when they were doing the speech with the maple syrup. Ah, a lot of props. Use of props. Yeah, I'm not sure you can really practise on a tiny little statue. <laughs> and Because no. it's just because it's a male statue. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so finally, to get back to it. So at the end, Joey's in his apartment on his own. Um, Ross comes in and says, I've been feeling really bad about being a bad friend and not letting you kiss me yes. <laughs> effectively and so he um he kisses joey yeah he says oh i want to be a good friend and says damn it i am a good friend <laughs> and kisses him and kisses him but i mean he just sort of yeah does a sort of kiss on the lips but how is that practicing no yeah joey exactly. practicing a kiss because <laughs> joey because he sort of says close your eyes yeah and then kisses him well Joey's not doing any work there. I know, he's supposed to be practising his kissing skills, not just to be kissed on the lip. But it's all in vain. Hmm. Joey says, that's great, but um, the audition was this morning and I didn't get it. But he says, great kiss, and uh, Rachel's a lucky girl. Yeah. (laughs) Which you can tell by one kiss on the lips. Yeah, which was, I mean, they barely touched lips, to be honest. But that's nice, that's nice of Ross. He is a good friend. He is a good friend, a lot better friend than Chandler. Yeah. Is trying to do the right thing. So that's Jerry's storyline done. Yeah, well, that was quick. No, no wonder you didn't get a mention in the um, summary. Who would you like to pick next? 
Well, I suppose should we go on to the moniker? I mean, these two sort of interlink a bit. Should we... oh no, Chandler. I, I was going to say yeah. Should we do the Chandler one because Monica's more in the wedding scenes, yes. isn't she? I forgot about this. Oh dear, forgot about this Chandler. Again, quite another quite a quick storyline. In the pre-credit scene, Chandler's there, obviously. Yes. And we note in our fashion section. Ah, yes. That he's wearing a big white shirt. <laughs> a giant white shirt. And some jeans. Yeah. So in the next scene, we see him. It's in um, Monica and Rachel's apartment. Mm-hmm. Chandler comes in. He's got a big white shirt on some jeans, even what? though it's the next day. <laughs> Phoebe somehow see, notices this, yeah. even though it's quite a generic um, outfit. I know. I think I try and make him wear something a bit more like you'd sort of remember. Yeah. And sort of say, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if she hadn't pointed it out, I wouldn't have noticed. Would yeah. You? Well, I did because I was sort of so taken by how giant the white shirt was. And he came in to the next bit with it with the collar up. Oh, right. The idea <laughs> which made it even it. more noticeable. Um, so Phoebe says, did you get some action? Because he's got the same clothes on as yes. the night before. Dirty stop out. I mean, who hasn't worn the same clothes the next day? I know. And also, his apartment's right there. <laughs> so the idea that he couldn't, if that had happened, that he couldn't just pop home unless he wanted people to notice oh yeah that's true yeah gone straight to monica and rachel's apartment without going back to his and yeah James. yeah and monica goes woohoo stirred but turns out that isn't quite what happened no ross asks what what's she like what's she like <laughs> china says yeah we haven't met we've no. just been talking all night on the internet i know you might have heard in the mid 90s you might have heard a little thing called the internet well i was quite shocked i thought oh i had my first email address by then I suppose so, but the idea is sort of online dating. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's true, online dating. I suppose it's instant messenger, isn't it, rather than an online dating site? And I suppose sort of... so. Or forums, people used to go to chat forums. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. chat forums? Oh, so You're vaguely. probably too young. Well, I do remember them being a thing. I don't think I ever really went on them. That's so weird now to think about that. Yeah, chat forums, like Yahoo had loads of chat forums, different subjects. You sort of went in. Oh, oh, I'm into. I want to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> and then you have to have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer name themed name. Well, I love that you say that because I basically think if I had to pick anything that people would be talking about, I think I would pick Buffy. Yeah, well, I think that's <laughs> no, that yeah, that was genuine life from memory. It was all just Buffy, <laughs> just Buffy forums, and I didn't even watch Buffy, so picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. You were, you didn't know what to say in those forums. <laughs> no. So weird, chat rooms, yeah, you just sort of go in and everyone's sort of randomly chatting. I suppose yeah. there's... Do you think 90% of them were Buffy? Probably. Um, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, a lot of sort of TV-themed ones, fan fan rooms. Friends? Did you not have a go on a Friends one? Oh, yeah. No, because I had my own friends to talk to about Friends. Oh, right, you didn't have to go Didn't on. need internet friends. But yeah, did you have MSN Messenger? No, um... Mm. My friend, some of my friends did, but I didn't really, I didn't really grab on, hold onto that. You probably couldn't get into it because it, you, you know, you could only have one. We only have one oh, computer. Yeah, that's true. I was probably logged in it. all the time. <laughs> you were holding it. No, I really only came into my own and Bebo. Ah, Bebo, yeah. Um, but MSN Messenger, you always had to have a sort of because uh, you could change your name, username. Oh, yes, so you changed it. Yeah, I think my one of mine was Bowling for Soup. You're a massive Bowling for Soup fan, everyone knows that. I remember that one song, Bowling for Soup. I mean, what were you thinking? Oh, I don't know. You just thought, oh, you know, it's cool, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. You know what was really cool? Bowling for Soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes. And your point? (laughs) 
bowling for soup. Well, I mean, was it actually just bowling for soup or was it like a lyric? I in think it? it, no, it was bowling for soup, but maybe it was something a bit uh, clever where I changed bowling for bowling something. Bowling for noodles. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Bowling so for, it's like, like oh, soup? people would get the reference. Gazpacho. <laughs> bowling for gazpacho. People will get That's the reference, it. but it's a bit of a twist. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to um, print some of my MSN messenger chats off. <laughs> Because my friends are so funny. So I want to keep this for posterity. Um, you still got them? I think I have actually somewhere. Dig them out. So it's like um, 30 pages of chat. Talking about um, due south or something. Oh yeah, I imagine so. But you could, it was good because you could have a sort of a um, private chat. Like you could be chatting someone and you could invite another... Oh, so-and-so's logged oh, in. Invite right. them to the chat. Chat room. And then you could have a three-way chat. So in my head, that's what Chandler and... Um, Oh, nearly said. Nearly gave the game away. Oh, Chandler and this mystery woman we're doing. (laughs) Talking on MSN Messenger. So Chandler's been talking all night on the internet to her. So Monica goes from woohoo stud to woohoo geek. I know. Because in those days, that was really geeky to meet someone on the internet. (laughs) Now, that's the only way you can meet anyone. (laughs) Or even to be on the internet, I feel like that was sort of quite geeky. Yeah. Surf the web. Oh, Get on Netscape. That sort of idea is weird now, isn't it? The idea that some people just wouldn't really be using the internet. I know. For like something other than work. Weird. Geek for being on the internet. You geek, you're an internet geek. Um, but one of the um, things that this lady does is oh, yeah. calls Chandler on being quippy. I know. And you you don't like quippy Chandler, so. I know, I'm with, um, oh, don't, don't say her name. I also like the fact that they use the term quippy. Yeah, quippy. I guess what else would you say? But I just feel like, oh, I thought that was our sort of thing. Mm, you've just picked it up and haven't realised. Yeah. Quippy. Also, yeah, he says, you know how I'm always defended? Yeah. And quippy? Defended? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Defensive, does yeah, he mean? Yeah, that's what I don't know. <laughs> Do you mean defensive, Chandler? It's like, I suppose he means like your guard up. Your guard's always up. But I've never really heard the word defended used like that. No, and I think I would just use the word defensive again, wouldn't you? Yeah. Had that uh, um, term not been coined yet? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in that, the English language yet. That hadn't been uh, brought out until 2001. <laughs> so he, he's now not defended or quippy. No. Well, <laughs> Even I know, though he seems exactly the same. Well, exactly. I think it's a bit annoying. I found this a bit annoying that he was like, so I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, what's that like? He's like, well, like this. And then almost like two minutes later, he does some kind of quippy line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not really committing to it, is it? No, and also, uh, yeah, that's sort of his main personality. So she's sort of saying, "Oh, I don't like." Yeah, don't like. <laughs> shouldn't you shouldn't be guys? Little relationship tip from your old friend here: um, don't let anyone change you. No, if you want to be defended and quippy, you be it. You, you be, be it. single and defended and quippy. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So a bit later on, he's chatting to her again. Yeah. On his laptop. Well, not just on his laptop. Should we mention how chunky and small <laughs> that laptop is? It's chunky and small at the same time. Yeah, because that was the ways. Yeah. So heavy and massive, but like, like a little tiny screen. And you can only be on the breakfast bar, presumably, because that's where the um, phone line is. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. No Wi-Fi in those days. Um, so he's uh, chatting and Phoebe asks him what he's doing. And he says he's in the Guggenheim Museum. It's like it's like being in lockdown. 
No, yeah. Have a look at you. Not, yeah. yeah. But I imagine it's not like it. what it would be now. It's probably like <laughs> you sort of see the pictures in really bad resolution and it'll take like three hours for it to load line by line. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be like someone's taking a video of them walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you've got like a virtual tour. Yeah, you're probably just having a look at the pictures. But do you remember the CD-ROM we got with our first computer? Oh, yeah. Louvre. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you ever go on that and have a look? I mean, briefly, but <laughs> then get straight to that one with the car game. Oh, hover. Hover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only interested in hover. She says, oh, what's HH? Holding hands. Holding hands. Oh. The early days of internet speak. <laughs> yeah. So they were holding hands while looking at um, paintings in the Guggenheim Museum. Lovely. I mean, I don't know, really, if they're both living in New York, why... Uh, hold, uh, hold on a second, this is the internet. This woman could be anywhere. That's true. But <laughs> I presume by this point they've sort of said to each other, where do you live? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. And you go, oh, I'm never going to make it to Spain, so... Well, they've got a Google... Well, I presume it's the one in New York. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because they've got a Guggenheim Museum in New York. Right. So why are you bothering looking on the internet? Yeah. Just meet up and... Do you know, in my head then, I suddenly thought, I thought because of the pandemic. <laughs> I thought, well, they wouldn't be able to do that. But no. That's... They could just... They could just... <laughs> they were allowed to in those days, <laughs> go and visit places. Unless it's the Peggy Guggenheim in Venice, which I have myself visited. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't just... It just seems odd to me. Well, Why you, you, you're getting to know someone on the internet. You do sort of internet-based things. <laughs> Maybe. Then no, I feel they're not like, ready yeah. to meet up yet. They're just building their relationship. Oh. Then I feel like, yeah, just get the CD, CD of that um, Louvre one. <laughs> <laughs> that would make more sense. Because they're not going to Paris on your first date. Which well, you, could quite... you don't know. Some, some people, I'm sure, do. Weird. But you could easily go to, you know, a museum in your local city yeah but you are presuming they've already said where they're from which they would have done but it's still a presumption mm, i suppose so anyway as phoebe points out he doesn't know anything about this person they could well she's suggesting it could be a catfish catfishing yeah which presumably i don't think was that a thing back then don't know when did catfish first go into the uh, dictionary yeah. also how did the term catfish come about i think i have looked this up before is it is it because is it to do with catfish and they are known to do that? <laughs> They're known to um, imitate pretend different to fish. Who <laughs> find a like a fin and pretend to be a shark, and then the shark meets up with them and then is really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you weren't who you said you were. Maybe it's because you expect a catfish to look like a cat. <laughs> And then they're really ugly and the name suggests something that it isn't. Catfish sounds quite cute, whereas catfishes are quite ugly, aren't they? Oh, right. That seems like a bit of a stretch to me. Hmm. Phoebe suggests it could be a 90-year-old, someone with two heads, (laughs) or even worse, a guy. A man. A big giant guy. Yeah. (laughs) In fact. So she says, you've got to find out. Well, luckily enough, though, Joey comes in at this point. And he's got a uh, fail-safe method of finding out. Well, I think it's... Is it not Phoebe's suggestion? No. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Joey says, because remember, stupid Joey... Yes, I forgot. Ask her how long she's going to live. Because women live longer than men. (laughs) The logic is there. The logic is there. But then Phoebe comes up with another suggestion, which I think is 
in a way, about as stupid as um, Joe is. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly weird. <laughs> she says, ask her what a current method of birth control is. And men don't know about birth control. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to come up with anything. <laughs> They'd go, oh no, you've got me. Yeah. I think, in a way, this is to get to the next bit. They've just... They've just reverse engineered this from uh, right. what they need to reveal. <laughs> gone, well, how do we get them to reveal that? That's a good joke. So we'll have to, Phoebe will have to say, <laughs> what's her current birth, method of birth control? But uh, when she suggests it, Charlie doesn't go, well, that's a bit of a weird question. Yeah, types it in straight away. Types it in straight away. Yeah. Well, I mean, one second we're looking at um, paintings in the Google time. Next, I'm saying to you, yeah. <laughs> I'd be very creeped out if someone said that to me when I just started talking to them. Why do you want to know? <laughs> when we're in the middle of a museum. Yeah. But and also, what, what, I mean, what's the answer supposed to be? Where you would know then it was a man? That they just wouldn't be able to answer? Yeah, I guess that's the idea. That they would go, oh, I don't know. Well, I mean... I mean, everyone... the men have heard of the pill, haven't they? Surely they go the pill. But then, but then I suppose you say, well, what? Oh, yeah, maybe. But what if they say condom? Because then how are you going to get it? I don't know. That's the... Uh, you're squ- <laughs> snookered then. No, to think of another way. Go back to Jerry's one. But even the reply, I don't think I really fully understand. So is there supposed to be a bit before that where he's sort of, she's sort of explaining what birth control method she's on? No, it's a joke. It's a classic joke. Oh, the, well, that went over my head then. <laughs> it's a joke I don't get. Um, so um, the reply that comes back is my husband is sleeping with his secretary and that's her method of birth, birth control. Because they're not sleeping together. Yeah. Oh, right. It's a bit of a naff joke. Oh, right. I imagine they, she was doing both. <laughs> ah, I see. Okay. Right. And, but Phoebe's comment also dates a bit um, because she says, well, at least we know she's a woman. Well, yeah. Wouldn't work now. That, no, exactly. That's really it for this storyline, isn't it? Until the reveal. Um, well, so, well, let's, let's wrap it up a bit. Um, so Chandler's very upset by the fact that it's a married woman. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about <laughs> that. that, that How's that done? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was a bit bored of the storyline. Yeah. Um, you tell me off for doing that. <laughs> I know, I've done a you. So next time we see, um, uh, Phoebe and Chandler, there's a lot of bing-bonging. Bing yes. bong's happening on the computer. Yes, that's right. So Chandler's not responding anymore because he's really upset. And so Phoebe's sort of having a look and saying, you need to reply to her. And then at the last point, Phoebe says she wants to meet in person. And then there's sort of a weird exchange where he says, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And then Phoebe's going, right. Um, put on your shoes. Put on your shoes. No, no have a shower. And she goes, goes, ooh. Is that it's supposed to be like he still hasn't <laughs> yeah. washed since the first time he started Probably. talking to her? But then the bing bong happens, so she's like, no, answer her first. No, make some coffee, because it's too much. Um, but also, Phoebe convinces her that he, he's got to go and meet her. Yes. Because she says, you know, this could be a once-in-a-lifetime thing, making this oh, connection. Yeah. Um, you're going to be kicking yourself when you're 80. And that's, <laughs> um, that's how you get a broken hip. So, so we quickly went through that, so you can get to the ending, which... <laughs> yeah, come on, the big reveal. The big reveal. So they've we're agreed on, to meet. We're all on tenters because we can't think about who it could be. We've, they've agreed to meet in Central Perth. <laughs> I mean, not only are they in New York, they're in that specific bit of New York. Yeah, I started to be suspicious. I knew this person. <laughs> Drop, hint. Dong. <laughs> hint drops on the floor. Um, so he's waiting around in the coffee house with the friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's taking his friends with him. Weird to start with. Yeah, that is true. 
or they're just in the coffee house. <laughs> also true. And this really attractive woman comes in yeah. and Chandler says, oh, that's her. That was definitely her. Oh, is it Ross that says? Yeah, Ross. Because life's that just that good. <laughs> but then you see Chandler look up. And Somehow say, he instantly knows the person that's walked in is the person. And he says, oh my oh God. God. And then you look up and there's <laughs> someone at the door line that says, oh, oh my God. God. So I think we can all guess who it is. And it's quite nice because then all the friends go, Oh my god. It's Janice. Janice. Oh, you sound excited about it. Oh, Janice. <laughs> yeah, that's more like, that's more like it. Stupid old Janice. Um, also, don't you sort of think, well, from Janice's point of view, she's, she's well, firstly, she knows they're meeting in Central Perk. Yes. That must set off some kind of warning signs. Yes. And secondly, when she walks in and sees Chandler in Central Perk, where he always is, why would she necessarily assume it's him? Oh, yeah. That she's been chatting to. Unless he says, I'll be, I'll be on the sofa. Yeah, but he's sort of he's standing up. I suppose his reaction gives it away. Yeah, and she might just have been, like, in there to get a coffee. Mm. That's what I mean. She knows he hangs out there. And she might just be saying, oh my God, because she hasn't seen him for a while. Yeah. And there's Janice, after all. And then he runs up to kiss her. And kisses her. And kisses her. And she might be, well, what's happening? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just here to get a coffee. There's blonde girls for you. Also, it seems like if you were doing any kind of chatting, wouldn't you have realised it was each other? You would think, yeah, I don't know. Are you slightly different online? Maybe, but I feel like if you talked about anything, like, about your life... Yeah. I mean, if Chandler had, for example, said he was a transponster, yeah. or whatever the job he is that he does, instantly she'd go, well, that's weird. That's cause weird, because I only know one of the transponster, and <laughs> yeah. he also lives in New York. And he also loves Central Perk. All I'm saying is, it seems unlikely. All you're saying is, this storyline's a bit thin. A bit thin for a last episode in the series. She's bringing this up now. She clearly wasn't happy when she found that out. No. Do you want to talk about that now? Or should we get well, through these? Well, I think, yeah. Get I, I'll, I'll, I'll do that in my summing up. So we've got one of our worst subsees appearing. Yes. Ah, And I now like in it. this next storyline we're going on to... We see one of my best subsees. Yeah. I'm not going to speak for you. He's one of my best subsees. Yeah, I do like Richard. Oh, it's... It's Richard. Um, So this is when Monica's with Richard, and I do like um, the Monica and Richard storylines. Although, how big is their age gap? Because, talking about this today, you know I've got strict rules on the age gap. Oh, yeah. This is like your alcohol rules, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You've got to have have some strict rules on these kind of stuff. It's it's a free-for-all. Well, come on then. Well, um, oh, I don't know if they do adhere to these rules, actually, thinking about his son. So the rule is that you cannot date someone who could legally be your father or mother. Right. So basically what that boils down to is someone who... The the maximum age gap is 15 years. (laughs) Thanks. Did you need need that boiled down to? Was that not clear? (laughs) right. I got it. I got it. I mean, you could have just said that you can't date someone who's. Well, no, I want. I don't. I wanted the, the why. 
Right. There's a reason why okay. it's 15 years. Yeah. It's because of the... If you can legally have someone as a child, I don't don't think it's then... That's, that's too big an age Okay. Yeah. And you're quite fair. That's both ways. That's both ways. Like, both oh, ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Leo's out of the oh. <laughs> question. All Leo's oh, yeah. girlfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He, he needs a talking to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole point is Richard is the contemporaries of Monica and uh, exactly. Ross's parents. And she goes on to date... Monica goes on to date his son. Mm. So I presume... That this maybe doesn't. I don't. I don't. Do we actually know what the gap is? I think we probably do, but not off the top of my head. Mm, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's supposed to be friendly with their her parents. And presumably, her parents didn't have her when they were sixteen, probably. No. So it probably is even bigger age gap. Mm. The trouble is, like all the friends, don't you always just in my head they're always older than me even though now they're quite a lot younger than me like in their 20s i just see they don't look like they're in their 20s no i, I suppose think not. of them as older but well, so it doesn't seem that odd but um yeah i suppose if you think she's supposed to be in her 20s so there's a lot of wedding stuff happening and um we see monica and richards um together in the monica and rachel's apartment yeah and then Richard goes to leave, but because there's a lot of wedding talk, Phoebe, when Richard leaves, Monica's sort of looking at the door after him <laughs> and is a bit kind of, uh, you know, sort of swaying a little bit. And Phoebe says, I think my boyfriend's ever so dreamy. I wonder what our wedding's going to be like. I'm sort of imitating Monica. And fair enough, because that is Monica, isn't it? Yeah. She's had her wedding scrapbook since she was a child. Exactly. But she claims that um, she hasn't thought about it. No. Oh, no, no. I'm just living in the moment. <laughs> it's just nice to live in the moment. And then Rachel says, um, too scared to ask. She says, yeah, that is it. Can't have that conversation yet. But then that sort of sparks something in her head. And she's sort of thinking, oh, maybe you should have that conversation. Yeah. Now, did we, have we talked about Phoebe's role in kind of this sort of thing, where she sort of sets something off in people? She's like, I can't remember. We, yeah, we definitely talked about have, it. we have, we have. I can't remember what... I can't sort of get my words into saying what it is, yeah. but it's like the instigator yes. of stuff. So the same with Ross's divorce guy. Yes. Phoebe set stuff off in their minds. She's so a little catalyst. Now Monica can't stop thinking about this. And so the next scene we see um, Monica playing with Ben. Yes. Sub C. <laughs> a lovely appearance from Ben. Looking very cute. And Monica's playing the game that everyone plays with children... <laughs> Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Ben, great facial expression, not interested. And not bothered. I would say nonplussed, because I thought I think nonplussed means not bothered, but apparently it doesn't. <laughs> Can't go through that bit of debate again. So then she brings it up with because they're sort of saying, Oh, how cute Ben is. Yeah. Brings it up with Richard about having a baby. Well she says, Do you ever but, think about our future? Oh yes, that's right. And Richard says, um, get your sick bags ready, you're it. Which goes down well with Monica, which she loves that. But as you say, a bit of cookie cutter answer. Cookie cutter? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know, I've never heard that before. I like it. Like, uh, yeah, sort of, pre, you know, pre-formed. Oh, pre-formed, right, mm. oh, I see. So Richard's vision of the future is to move to France and make French toast. <laughs> yeah. Do oh. French people actually have French toast? Well, exactly what I was thinking. 
I was thinking, is that like a French fry where it's not really French? Yeah. I suppose they do. What, pan... No, it's called something, and we learned that at school. Pan... Earth. <laughs> pan of chocolate? Um, pan, no, it is, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it is. Eggy bread? Yeah. Is it eggy bread? <laughs> well, that is what French toast yeah, is. That's yeah, that's what I mean. It's French toast, eggy bread. Yeah. Oh, oh I hate eggy bread. Oh. I know, but... Oh, it makes me feel, actually makes me feel a bit queasy. <laughs> I don't know if that was just the eddy, eggy bread we had. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's a horrible idea though, isn't metallic. it? Yeah, but in um, America, it's sort of like a massive thing, isn't it? And they have it with like um, maple syrup and stuff. <gasps> That's even worse. <laughs> maple syrup and fruit and stuff. Oh no, that's disgusting. Well, but that makes me think it didn't really taste like the one we had, which was basically just, yeah, metallic. Metallic. Um, but that seems to be a thing with Monica moving to France. Well, Rachel was the one that was going to move to France. I know, but didn't she sort of say that to someone about, oh, having a French um, move to France and opening her own restaurant? Yeah, right. But this Richard that wants to move to France. I know, but I'm, I wonder whether she'd sort of mentioned that to Richard or she's just got that, that from Richard and now that's become a... Or it's just an American thing that they mm. all have that sort of vision of moving to France. It's like us when she'd moved to Italy oh. and make pasta. Is it? <laughs> I don't want to move from Oh, it's just Would me. I? <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be quite nice. Yeah, like Emily in Paris. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, it looks really bad. Well, yeah, it got such bad reviews, I didn't really fancy it. No, but that almost, it was, the reviews were so bad, it did almost make me want to watch it to see um, quite how bad it was. Midnight in Paris, there's another one. Oh, yeah. They wanted to move to France, didn't they? Yeah, was that the idea? I think so. I can't really remember much about that except artists popped up. Yeah, it was a bit odd. But when they're talking about this French fantasy of yes. eating French toast, Monica's you know, she's still not quite got him onto the subject she wants to talk no. about. He's not quite picked up on it. So she sort of pushes him a bit more and says, do you see a bassinet in the corner? <laughs> yeah, I do like this this um, scene though. And uh, Richard says, what, like a hound? <laughs> it's quite funny. Not a basset, a bassinet. And then he he says, oh, do you really need a ba- do you really need the bassinet? Yeah, it's a good little euphemism. Yeah. And she says, well, I think the baby would keep falling off the dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he says no. He's done it. He's been there, done that. Yeah. And also he doesn't want to be an old dad, basically. Well, yeah. no, he doesn't want to be old. So, oh, here we go. So here's a bit of an insight. So he doesn't want to be 70. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then start to live their life. So 70 minus 18, you do the maths. Math. <laughs> Thank you, 52. 52. But presumably they wouldn't be having it straight away. Right, so, so maybe, 50. yeah, probably sort of, yeah, sort of the late, late 40s yeah. going on to 50. 50. So, yes, I guess if she's in a, what would we say here, like 27? I think it was early 20s by season in season two. Is it? I thought they started off as mid-20s. All right, mid-20s then. Oh. But, I mean, we're only in season two, so still sort of mid-20s. Okay, so maybe 25. So, yeah, he might be he might be up to, upwards of 25 years older than her. Almost granddad age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pushing it <laughs> to the next level. Could she, could she legally be his granddaughter? <laughs> So, yeah, he doesn't want to, yeah, only start living. Because y- you can't live when you've got children. No. You can't, you can't enjoy each other when you've got children. That's absolutely clear. Um, they obviously didn't meet our parents who just um, <laughs> gave us to our nan. Palmed us off. And went on holiday. Yeah. So they leave it at that. Yeah, they so say, we don't need to talk about this now. 
she said, "Oh, it's it's, it's fine. That's gonna be that's gonna be ages away." Yeah, when we've got hoverboards. <laughs> Always obsessed with hoverboards. Yeah, that's like the thing of the future, isn't it? Yeah. So what would it be now? Like, what's our what's our thing? Probably still hoverboards because hoverboards haven't really. <laughs> no one's made a hoverboard. <laughs> Taken off. We've got mm. self-driving cars, but no hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, turned out. Well, they did sort of make hoverboards, didn't they? And they turned out to be really dangerous. So the next time we see them, we're at Barry, Barry and Mindy's, Mindy's wedding. wedding. Now, why are they invited to Barry and Mindy's wedding? Hmm. Well, presumably... Hmm. Yes, what's, what's, what comes <laughs> after that word? There's a presumably. We haven't got any further. No, that's interesting. I, um... I had two theories to go on, and both of them have fallen down quite quickly. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's hear the two theories. Well, I was thinking, well, I guess, or well, maybe, um, we don't know, because obviously Rachel was friends with Monica as children, mm. and whether Barry was somehow in still in that... Yeah, the sort of friends of the family, yeah. but why wasn't Monica invited to Rachel's wedding? Yes, <laughs> yes good Rachel point Rachel and Barry's wedding good point so that that's that crossed out, out. <laughs> and then I was sort of thinking oh well Barry is an orthodontist and um, so he might have known Richard but then I remembered Richard was the eye wasn't he an yeah, eye, doctor. eye doctor not a di- teeth doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what we call dentist teeth doctors so um, yeah those both have fallen down um, and it's, it, you know you wouldn't really be allowed to invite your friends along would you I mean she's got a plus one she can't, yeah. have, can't have a plus three but yeah so it's unexplained but they sort of need them there to carry on the yes. storyline so we see them at their wedding and they're chatting and Monica comes up with a little fact yes a fact that I feel like everyone knows yeah don't, don't throw rice at weddings because it pigeons eat it and kills them yeah expands in their stomach Who's throwing rice? It's Isn't a traditional like rice thing. Rice paper. Oh right. No, yeah, throwing rice, grains of rice. Ah. It's quite a traditional thing, but um, yeah, quite painful, I imagine. Throws yeah. that in someone's face. Also, just not that nice. It's not like lovely, colourful confetti. No. I suppose more natural than confetti. Breaks I down. So well, yeah, that is also the problem. With confetti. Eaten by pigeons. Also eaten by pigeons die. Want some lovely natural rose petals? Yeah, expensive, though, I suppose. Yes, and then so Richard says that's why you never see pigeons at sushi bars. A little joke from Richard. <laughs> A little joke from Richard, and then they sort of try and sort of laugh, even though it's not a really funny joke. Yeah, he says, "Yeah, see, we're having fun." <laughs> having fun. They're not thinking about that other thing. They're not. They both say it, mm. proving they are thinking about it. Hoverboards don't exist yet, so we can't be thinking about that. No. They're just having fun about pigeons and sushi bars. But then obviously it comes up again. And Monica's saying, no, I don't, I don't, it's fine. I don't need to have children. Well, yeah, so she says it's just society making her think that she wants children. Yeah. And by society, she means her mother. mother. But yeah, they're, so they're having that conversation while they're at their um, wedding table. Yes. And uh, Monica's trying to throw uh, sweets into Richard's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. What do you call those? Favours. Favours, yeah, the little... Always, always a sugared almond. Sugared almond, horrible, horrible bit of tap. Just suck off all the why, sugar. Why waste your money? Really crack your teeth. But that is very nineties weddings. You always had sugared yeah, almonds, that's and also true. in those little um, yeah taf- taffeta. Is that yes, the right word? Yeah. Um, pouches. Pouches. As a bridesmaid, I had to bag up sugared almonds. Oh, did you? Into those things and tie them up. 
That was your job. That was my job. And also um, fold the napkins. What were you going for, fan? It was like um, like that. I mean, you must have seen right. me do them. It's like my one skill from learning it. <laughs> oh, the one where it sort of folds into, into a each point. other. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so you can put your cutlery in there if you want to. Oh, yeah. Very, very 90s. No swan for you then. No. Too hard. Um, so, yeah, she says it's just society making me think that, you know. And then she sees two children dancing at the wedding. Yeah. And is dreamy. <laughs> she's over, She's overcome by this. She wants children. She says, oh, well, I know, I want children. So then a little later on, they're dancing. They're getting to the dancing part, which is happening sort of in the same place as the all the tables. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very small wedding reception. Practically on the shoulder of other people. Considering there's supposed to be 200 guests there. Oh, yeah, that's It's a strange. tiny little room. <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're dancing together, and then Richard says, "Okay, if I have to, I'll do it." Yeah, you know, if I have to, you know, go through it all again and do the nappies and stuff. Get up at five a.m. if I have to. If I have to, if I have to coach the soccer team. Oh yeah. I thought well, I don't think that's one of the <laughs> one of the requirements, is it? I don't know. Why, why haven't they got their own coach? <laughs> well, it's like why? swimming. People people at school, used, like parents at school used to help with swimming. Right. Oh, yeah, like our mum did. Oh, no, wait. No, she, she can't swim. Get, she can't swim, so she got a substitute. <laughs> Auntie Christine helped us with swimming. Oh, yeah, that's true. She took the dolphins. She did. Um, yeah, I just thought it was an odd, I suppose. Little league. Little just league. got to look after oh, the little league. Little league. <laughs> I can imagine Richard doing that. Yeah, so can I, actually. But if he has to do that, he will. Monica says, oh, well. That's lovely. Well, that's really yeah, sweet of you. Really but nice. And I'd take you up on it if you hadn't said, if I have to, like 17 <laughs> times. <laughs> if he didn't sound so unenthusiastic about it. <laughs> um, so this is sad, really. So what now? This is I the guess end. we just keep dancing. Yeah, this is the end of them. Or is it? Or is it? I think I remember a certain couple playing racquetball, if you get my meaning. Oh, right. So this was, so that came after they broke up. Oh, yeah. I can't really remember the chronology of Richard and Monica. No, but this is, yeah, this is their first breakup. Because when they start playing racquetball together, wink, they sort of say that, that other thing still hasn't gone away. Oh, yeah, right. Just have to break up again. Well, this wasn't really like a breakup in many ways, was it? Very amicable. Yeah, and they just keep dancing. They just keep dancing. But we remember what Monica's like in episode one of season three. Yeah. More of that, please. More of that sort of shenanigans. Get his moustache out the uh, drain and hug it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more what I'm into for a breakup. None of this, like, oh, well, not now. What now? We'll just keep dancing. Oh, yeah, but you can't make a big scene at a wedding, can you? Well, you could do. <laughs> Where's the tears? Where's the tantrums? Come on. They'll come later. Just thought it was a very um, grown-up breakup. Well, they are grown-ups. They are. One of them is. Well, exactly. <laughs> One of them is a granddad. So, shall we do some fashion? Turn to the left. Turn to the right. Well, I've got a lot to say, mainly from one person. Go ahead. Phoebe. Phoebes. She's got some great looks. Some unusual looks, certainly. I'm loving them. Go on then, hit me with one. Well, first scene, lovely little um, navy dress. Yes, that was quite a sort of uh, normal one compared to the rest of the outfits. (laughs) 
But sort of, again, there's sort of a fun theme, I thought, for Phoebe this time. Yeah. Sort of in on the navy dress, sort of little abstracty sort of draw like little squiggly drawings very very nice nice i like that one next scene she's got on what we've discussed before with the for the boys yes well exactly that's what i'd put down thanks yes. thanks for noticing thank you um we couldn't decide whether it's a bowling shirt yeah or a well you said bowling i thought um darts, darts. whereas this time round, i think it's more darts than bowling Oh, really? I'd put dart straight bowling, but I thought, yeah, it looked more dartsy. So the big baggy shirt, um, short sleeves, yeah. again baggy. And then the f- key, key element, the flat collar. Yeah. And, but the, with this one, there was some kind of, I don't know, it was some kind of logo or something or some kind of... Yes, there was a little sort of stitching on the on the pocket, yeah. wasn't there? Which made me feel like it was more darts-like than um, bowling-like. And then on the back, it has some kind of writing, but I couldn't, mm. you only saw that very briefly. It said, um, darts club. Ah, <laughs> that I would suggest not. <laughs> flight club. A flight is, well, I suppose not in pandemic. I was saying the other day to my friends how yeah. you never see selfie sticks anymore. And then I was like, oh no, that's just not because I've not been out for a year. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um, You're not seeing them at home. No. Is a flight club still a thing? You know, those darts clubs? Oh, flight club. Well, they went past me. Oh, right. I thought that'd be right up your boulevard. You sort of um, beer pong type things. Oh, that idea. Well, yeah, more like the golf stuff, I suppose. Like that putting one that we went to. Yeah. So I don't. I vote. I'm still on the putting. Oh, right. Um, you know, yeah. Because first beer pong, then putting. Yeah. So that's the new thing, right? I had. I hadn't moved on to that yet. Flight club, but it's just got a good name. It has because it's like Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, just sort of regional pubs are annoyed because that's what they've been doing doing all the time. Yeah, that's true. But I was sort of thinking of flights of wine. Oh, that would be good. Pair it with a flight of wine. Yeah. Do our own then, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose so. And then, oh, also sort of teamed with a, it's that shirt, teamed with sort of a, I don't know, were they shorts or a dress? I didn't see it past the shirt, to be honest. It was sort of like small polka dot. Um, um, sort of cute little... Oh, no, the polka dot skirt was later on. No, so this was a different polka dot skirt. Oh, right, okay. So this was black with sort of white, very small oh, polka dots. right. And yes, then, as you say, another polka dot skirt. Well, oh. yeah, sort of a dress, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very unusual. Yeah, I liked it, though. What did the top remind? Top half remind you of? Um, it's sort of it's quite strange. It sort of had it was sort of big big stripes. Yeah. And sort of went into a weird sort of point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like a bodice or something. Or Snow White's outfit. Ah, yes. <laughs> had a yeah. very Snow White vibe. The big stripes. Yeah, that's right. Into a sort triangle. Of pointy bit. Yeah. And then the skirt. But yeah, then a skirt that didn't sort of really fit with it. <laughs> No, I guess it's both. It was sort of the same colour circles on the skirt. Dots on the skirt was the same colour as the stripes. You'd never see anything like that these days. No, nothing fun like that these days. No, I liked it though. I think second to Phoebe in terms of fashion for me, Ben. Ben, I didn't even notice what Ben was wearing. He was wearing these really again polka dot, really yeah. cute shorts, black with big white polka dots. And then a little pair of um, red Converse. Oh, cute. <laughs> really cute. Um, we've mentioned Chandler's white shirt, blue jeans, collar. Um, Ross had some unusual stuff on. 
It's, uh, at the start, he was kind of wearing like a long t-shirt with a lilac, big lilac stripe across it, a big, really oh, wide lilac yeah. stripe. And that sort of thing where the, it's a lilac stripe across the top, but then it's also matched in the arms. Ah, like, yes. It's like one long thing. And then later on, he has sort of a very hideous green and yellow striped shirt when they're in the coffee house. Yeah. Um, and then the last scene where he kisses Joey, he's obviously come from work. So he's wearing a suit, but it's like a really pale suit with like a matching tie. Sort oh, of a very I didn't pale. Think I even really noticed that pale tie, like sort of sand coloured, but then with sort of a blue oh. shirt on. Oh, it's quite unusual. He quite likes. I've seen. I've seen him before in a sort of sandy coloured suit. It's quite a bold move. I feel like. Yeah, I suppose he does suit the lighter shades. Yeah, true. Monica's got sort of a brown white striped top on with brown trousers at one point. There's a lot of stripes happening. Yeah, a lot of stripes and dots actually. Mm. And then we've got wedding attire. And what yes. have we said before about American weddings? Love a tux. Men in tuxes. Mm. Which is very much proven by this wedding. I know. Well, the older gentleman wasn't wearing it. It's very polite. The, the older, older gentleman. gentleman. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> Mr. Weinberg. Mr. Weinberg. He was wearing a suit. He was wearing a morning suit. Mm. But yes, both Richard and Ross, Ross had gone for a tux. Um, Monica had quite a nice sort of floral dress. Yeah, I liked Monica's dress. Really, really Very pretty. Very wedding type mm. dress, isn't it? Sort of blue, pale, sort of paley blue with sort of big pink flowers. Mm. Very nice. Should we wait to talk about Rachel's <laughs> dress in a minute? Maybe. Because <laughs> she, well, well, she was really the, the show stealer. But before we move off fashion, yes, there's something we need to say. Waistcoat watch. Waistcoat watch. <laughs> oh, it's back. Waistcoat watch is back. We're back to the early series. <laughs> so there's waistcoat watches on. Oh no, I miss this waistcoat though. I mean, I made quite a noise about it, and I just sort of think she's not picking up on that. Oh, was that why, quite later on the in the thing? The last scene where oh, he meets Janice. Yes, I did wonder what that noise was for. <laughs> Now I know. <laughs> always think, always think it's probably a waistcoat watch. I didn't know any of Joey's outfits, so I presume they're pretty boring. No. There was no, no hideous brown jacket. No, that's for certain. It's either waistcoat watch or hideous brown jacket. <laughs> We've gone back to waistcoat watch. Never the two shall meet. Please say, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> Sorry. Never the twain shall meet. Thank you. <laughs> so this is my Rachel episode. Yeah, haven't even barely mentioned her yet. Oh no, that's the idea with these episodes. <laughs> Wait till last. And that's her done. She went to the wedding, that's her done. <laughs> and so for people who've never watched Friends before, I don't know why you listen to this podcast, but uh, Rachel was going to marry Barry. Yes. And that's where she comes into the pilot, isn't it? She's run away from her wedding to Barry. Exactly. But now Barry is getting married to Mindy, who was Rachel's maid of honour. And now she is Mindy's, Mindy's maid, maid of honour. Which explains why she's going to Barry's wedding. Yeah, otherwise you wouldn't bother, would you? I think I still wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd try and pretend I was on holiday. I'd sort of think your friendship has kind of gone by that point with Mindy. Well, yeah, because she wasn't happy with Mindy, was she? As I remember. Yeah, and you never really see her hanging out with Mindy, so it does seem all a bit odd. The first time we see Rachel, it's in Monica and Rachel's apartment and Ross is coming out of Rachel's room ahead of Rachel to say to the friends, tell her that she looks good, tell her she looks good. <laughs> Yeah, so he sort of he shouts back to her, doesn't he, saying, yeah. "Come out, honey. You look good, honestly." And then, yeah, whispers to them, "Tell her she looks good. She looks good. <laughs> Does she look good?" Um, I wouldn't say so. No, 
I mean, bridesmaids' dresses are famously supposed to be bad. Yeah. But this is the uh, cream <laughs> of the crop. This is the ultimate. Uh, pink, fluffy. Bright pink. Bright pink. Sort of Barbie pink. Some kind of hideous silver detail yeah, on the chest. what is that happening? It's sort of just like a big, I don't know, just a big blob of silver. Yeah. Big old puffy arms, big old puffy skirt. Puffy skirt is always the one that, you know, is famous, the bridesmaid yes. dress trope. And I guess puffy arms as well. Yeah. That sort of kind of 80s look, I suppose. So she comes out and they all fall about laughing. and um, But Phoebe's remembered. Yeah. She has to say she looks good. So as she's in hysterical laughter, she's like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Rachel's really upset. She says, I don't want to walk down the aisle in front of 200 people looking like something you drink when you're nauseous. <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't really get it, but I got the idea. Um, I think Pepto-Bismol's supposed to be um, oh, right. bright pink. Bright pink. But also that medicine I used to have when I was a child. Well, yeah, I did think about that. I did think, oh, I don't think that is for feeling sick, is it? No, but it, it was, was it was antibiotics, I think. Bright pink, yeah. Bright pink or bright yellow. Bright yellow is my favourite because oh, I have banana, banana. flavoured. Yeah, I was a bridesmaid in the 90s. It's, it, 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 was, it wasn't dissimilar. <laughs> Luckily, I was only eight or something. I mean, in a way, it was... Unless they were. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because it, it had black in it. So, yeah, it was bright purple yeah. with a black skirt. Black sort of underlay that you could see. Yeah. I mean, quite, quite a bold look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was made. It wasn't bought from the shops. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fine if you're that age. You're not bothered. You've got a pretty dress on. Yeah, exactly. Thinking. A big puffy dress. I mean, that's what you love when you're that age, I know. don't you? But there were older bridesmaids, so mm. we don't know how they were feeling. <laughs> Probably feeling less good. But as an adult bridesmaid, I've been very lucky. I've had two lovely dresses. Yeah, no- nothing pink and fluffy in those. No. Good Chandler in this as well. When he comes in and sees Rachel and just a really, a really good laughing. Because also it's sort of set up that um, Rachel's sort of saying, you know, I really need to be... Because Ross is going, well, why... Let's just not go. Yeah. And Rachel says, well, I promised Mindy. And Monica says, well, you promised Barry you'd marry him. Oh. Bit of a dig by Monica. I know, come on, Monica. So Rachel shoots her a look and she hides <laughs> under Richard's legs. <laughs> Um, but Rachel sort of says, you know, I need to do this. Mm. I need to be in a room with these people and feel good about myself. Yep. And then Chandler enters laughing in, at In walks Chandler. Um, clocks there and goes... <laughs> um, but we haven't seen the best of the outfit yet. I think they've, they've done this quite well yes. in this episode. So we've seen her like that. <laughs> yeah. That's not the, that's not the uh, end of it, though. So the next scene, when they're ready to leave... Yes. Um, they come into Joey's apartment. And she's got a hat on. <laughs> A really wide-brimmed hat to go with it. Uh, again, sort of like pink, sort of frilly bits of the edge. Yeah. I mean, so hideous. I mean, prize, do bridesmaids wear hats? That's quite unusual, isn't it? That is quite unusual. And someone says she looks like Bo Peep. Well, Who's yeah, that? they don't actually, they don't mention it by name, but um, Charla says, sorry, we don't have your sheep. Oh, that's it, yeah. I feel like Bo Peep's come up before in Friends as well. Yeah, I feel like it And it has. was to do with Rachel. And they sort of say something about her looking like Bo Peep, and they and she's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Chandler, I still haven't, I still want my inflatable sheep bag." Oh yeah. And Chandler says, "Oh, we use them as pillows." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was that, that the was uh, one there? They're nearly ready. Yeah, it might be actually. That's not what it's called, is it? No one's ready. One where no one's ready. No one where no one's ready. 
So she, I think she must come out because she's trying to find outfits in that one, isn't she? So she must come out in something where they make a <laughs> reference to her looks... looking like Bo Peep. Poor old Rachel. So the next scene we see them in, they're actually at the wedding venue. Yeah, the reception area. Yes. Oh no, it's the pre, sort oh, of in the pre yeah. room, like before the altar. Well, not the Res- altar. The what's it called? Recep- uh No. Uh, Which have it when you have it in a. Um, yeah. registry office yeah, and she's just come out of the toilet hasn't she and talking to ross and she sort of said about the witness seeing the window in there that she crawled out of yeah so they're in the her. same venue they've yeah. chosen the same venue <laughs> we find out later they've got the same band i know a bit cheap also not nice for mindy is it no i know it's like a second time round. <laughs> yeah just redo it all again but yeah she says she saw the window that she crawled out of yeah during her wedding to barry She's got an- she's got anxious about it again, you know, saying people are going to be looking at her and judging. Mm. And Ross trying to sort of calm her down. Yeah, good boyfriend Ross good in, boyfriend in Ross. this episode. Yes, he is. And you know, he makes a fair point. People are usually looking at the bride. Yeah, that's true. He's got a point there. People but, are usually looking at the bride. Yeah, well, they are normally, but when she's chosen that for a bridesmaid, because there's other bridesmaids there in exactly the same outfits. Yeah. So five I, of them, I think. There's loads of them. Yeah, right. I think you would be sort of glancing towards the bride. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. It's so bright. And yeah, so that calms her down a bit. And yeah. okay, you know, let's do this. The wedding planner. There's some, some sort of wedding yes, planner that calls them to order. Getting your lines. <laughs> Classic wedding planner of being like really sort of bossy. and. Um, you got to be. You've, <laughs> you've absolutely got to be. Or would you like to be a wedding planner? Well, I suppose I like... Uh, uh, I do sort of do sort of... Um, I do sort of do wedding planning. Sort just of do sort of in my planner. spare time. Yeah, <laughs> just in my head. Um, no, I sort of do project managing. So I guess it's a similar vain. Mm. It's just a lot of pressure, isn't it? Because it's someone's but big day. Big day. And if you screw it up, mm. but if you get it right, yeah, sure, it's very rewarding. Yeah. Also, a lot of working on Saturdays, I imagine. So oh, that's true. Yeah, working. in the summer as well. Mm. But I do love weddings, so yeah, I haven't go being able to go to people's weddings. See all the speeches? Mm, I would quite like that. Maybe I should become a, a ste- wedding planner. <laughs> Stealing some champagne from them? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, would you be good enough at ordering people around? Uh, get here. Get, get those here. lines. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, exactly. I don't think I'll be, I'll be like them. No. I don't think you have to be like that. In fact, I would say it's a hindrance. Anyway. Anyway, so they've got to get in lines. Rachel's, Rachel's been calmed down because yeah. she's thinking, well... Ross is right. They're going to be looking at the the bride, not me. Not her. They're not going to be looking at her and judging her. No. Nothing will draw attention <laughs> to her. Can you see where we're going with this? <laughs> so you see her going into the venue yeah. from behind. <laughs> oh no, she's just been to the bathroom and now she's got her dress tucked into her knickers. We've uh, all done it. I mean, I did a genuine, because I'd sort of forgotten about this. Yeah. I did a genuine, oh no, clasp my hands to my face. <laughs> oh. The embarrassment of it all. Poor Rachel. I'd just run away yeah. after that wedding. I wouldn't no. stay for the reception. <laughs> no. That's that done. I'll just never see Mindy again, which in the end she never does really. Yeah, so nothing lost. So the next time we see them, she's saying to Ross, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that was happening? I mean, he could have done, well, like the yes. famous um, Richard and Judy. Yeah. Where Judy went up to collect a national television award and her top had gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Even saying it, just it, it almost sounds unbelievable and oh. just 
cringeworthy, but her top had come down. The top of her dress had come down. She was just completely just bra out. <laughs> just bra out, hadn't realised. And it was, was it not what kind of bra? Was it white bra? It was a white bra. Big old white bra. Big old white bra. But I guess some people, some of our listeners, won't know who the hell Rich and Judy are. <laughs> well, they've got no education then. <laughs> or they live in America. <laughs> Morning TV hosts. Yeah. Ma- uh, man and wife. Man and wife in their, what would they be at that time? The 50s? early 50s you're obsessed with people's ages well I'm just giving them a, I'm just giving me a mental picture <laughs> she's got blonde hair he's got brown hair he thought everyone was and then so oh, everyone no. was laughing everyone in the audience was laughing big live audience also televised live yeah um, no way of cutting that out no um, all the audience was laughing Richard thought they were laughing at his allergy impression <laughs> which they definitely were not <laughs> because it was the bad so that added to the cringe element of it all oh no Poor old Judy. I mean, that's that's. If you wrote that in a sitcom, people would go, "That wouldn't happen." That wouldn't happen because someone, as you were going up, would have seen and. Yeah, because people said afterwards, "Oh, like it didn't really know what to say." But think, so that's what yeah. I was going to say. Mm. Then um, one of the people that also worked on the program had to run up the yeah. stage and cover Judy up. Yeah, so sort of ran up with his jacket, did he? Yeah, I think so. Or did he just run up to tell Well, he, I think he sort of ran up maybe with his jacket like on but open to kind of... Oh, right. And then, yeah, he went and her. told her and then sort of hid her while she oh. buttoned up. Awful. But also, yeah, I can't really remember how she got it back up again because wouldn't you be worried you couldn't do it up or does then Richard come and help her do it up again? Maybe. I think you'd just be holding it like this. Yeah, I think she... Because she had a coat, a sort of jacket on as well oh, so she'd sort yeah. of bring that across. So I think that Ross could have done that. He could have just run up behind her and just untucked it quickly. That yeah, would, that's, that's true. He, well, we don't know where he sat, though. He could be middle row, yeah, middle of the true. row. Well, he could have said someone at the end. Can you just do that? You just, you just... Because he says, I couldn't sort of very well stand up and shout, your ass is hanging out. <laughs> I mean, he's got a fair point. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, Rachel's so embarrassed. It reminds her of her most embarrassed time. Yes. Where she had to, in grade eight, sing Copacabana in front of the whole school. Now. Yes. Have you picked this episode? Yes. <laughs> because it reminds you of the time that you had to sing. It's not the reason I picked it, but it's certainly in the forefront of my mind. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, because it's my most embarrassing time as well. And also, well, I mean, even if it wasn't the forefront of my mind, my friends would certainly keep it there. Because <laughs> they only mention it every time I see them. Now, have we mentioned this on the podcast before? Don't know. I feel like we have, because Probably I feel like have. someone... Probably have. Was... I only got up ten stories. <laughs> I know. I feel like someone started to sing something in, it... in Friends, and it was sort of in an Irish accent, oh, which then yeah. sparked the... Yeah. So in music... Come on. in Come music, on, get out. In music, which I don't feel like, you know, music class means you should be a good singer. No. I mean, it's so ridiculous. So in music, you're all lined up, all 20 of you in the class, and then we all had to sing London's Burning. But just individually, like one after the other, sing London's yeah. Burning. And when I sang it, it happened to come out in an Irish accent. <laughs> and my friends will never let me forget that. But I can't, I can't sing, so the embarrassment's already there. I mean, ha- I can't sing. I don't like being the centre of attention. So the idea of singing, well, I'm hit with Rachel on this, the idea of singing something in front of your classmates, <laughs> it, to me, I'm getting a little anxious now. Oh, no. it's, oh, no. it's setting up a panic attack now. So 
my panic attack came out <laughs> with me singing in an Irish accent. London burning, London burning. And, well, I've got Irish oh. ancestry, so it's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, because otherwise you might sound um, offensive. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't appropriating it. That's just my um, ancestry coming out in a stressful situation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, because I always think we should be good singers, because, you know... The Irish. The Irish. Famous. Ri- and we've got Welsh ancestry, and they're very famous um, good singers. Yeah. Oh, did you sound, think it sounds any better in an Irish accent, though? Um, it's certainly... I don't know... It's, it certainly took away from the fact I couldn't sing, because yeah. then the emphasis is on the fact that I'm singing in an accent. So no one's thinking that's terrible out of tune they're thinking why is she singing an irish accent <laughs> oh, oh it's really good that's so cruel though isn't it yeah children sing in front of each other well i went to um theater camp from <laughs> yeah. a theater camp and i volunteered to sing out loud even though i can't sing either terrible singer but i volunteered to to try oh, out no. singing solo well you're not bothered by what other people think though are you <sighs> no but i think it was quite bad mm-hmm. I think I was being quite nervous because I, well, I knew it was going to be bad, but <laughs> what well, the sort of annoying thing was you had to sort of show, it was like, oh, I know I'm not going to get a good part because it was musicals. Yeah. So I know I'm not going to get the best part because I can't sing, but you sort of have to show you're confident enough oh, right. to sort of get a good non-singing part. Oh, I see. That's complicated. Well, that was going through my head anyway. I actually don't know whether any of that was true. I probably could have just got the same part without having to go through that humiliation. No. I mean, oh, awful. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not my worst humiliating singing story. Although, well, it's quite bad. But, you know, when you wanted to get into the choir, you had to sing. (laughs) But luckily you only had to sing in front of your teacher. Yeah. But all my friends were in the choir and it was like during break time or yeah. after school or something. So, you know, yeah, you just want to be time. with your friends all the time, despite mm. the fact you don't actually want to be in choir. Yeah. And then... Because they've come back and having all choir stories. Yeah. And you're not in it. They've been hanging out with choir. And I was the only one in my whole class that didn't make it into choir because you had to do a singing audition for it. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's not like we're, you know, performing at, you know, Prince Philip's funeral. <laughs> Or a wedding or anything. All it is is just sort of, you know, at the end of term where you sing to the parents. It's junior school as well. It's not like, yeah, you know, big choir or anything. And so um, to make the humiliation even worse, my mum wrote a letter to the school <laughs> saying, that's really cruel. Um, so they didn't, you know, they didn't go, oh, um, oh, yeah, we have, that's a bit unfair. Let's just let her in the choir. Yeah. They made me audition again. <laughs> and nothing's happened between those two auditions. I've not suddenly got better. So I didn't get in again. So i twice gone through that. Oh, double humiliation. I mean, yeah, come on. Can't, I that's can't not... sing, guys. Uh, no, I mean, I got, I got, well, the first time round when we had the first music teacher, I got into choir but it was very much said, mm, you might want, might want to mime. That's fine. I'm That's happy fine. to mime. Yeah, me too. I'm not here to do the singing. I'm here to hang out with my friends. And then we've got a new music teacher and she made us audition and I got in. <laughs> there was a load of us that got into the training choir. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So if you weren't good enough to get into choir, it wasn't that, oh, okay, just forget about it then. Yeah. You then had to do training choir. 
But that's better because that's saying, oh, we'll actually teach you how to do this. You obviously well, can't do it, but no, we'll teach I didn't, you. I didn't learn anything. Oh, right. I didn't, yeah. get, didn't get any better at singing. Oh, right. Well, that, the word training seems to suggest that you should do. Well, no, we just sang the same sort of thing, but we were just bad. But you weren't allowed to in front of parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so pointless. So presumably Rachel's had to do something like that where she's had to sing Copacabana in front I mean, of the entire this, school. Oh, this is obviously like a thing, though. I mean, not nice people who can't sing. No, it's not fair. I wish I could sing. Yeah, that is one my, my one thing that I wish I could do. do I wish think... I was a bit taller. Wish I, was I wish I could singer. sing. <laughs> Those are my two things. You don't wish you were a baller? No. Yeah, do you think you could be taught how to sing? I mean, they say that everyone can I be don't taught. think I could. Because, yeah, yeah, no, I just don't think I could. Oh, I just don't really know really what you're supposed to be doing. It's like whistling. You know I can't whistle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. I think the same thing with singing, really. Yeah. I mean, I sort of, I don't know how I'm supposed to be getting to those same the right notes. No, they didn't really tell you that. I suppose that's quite hard to say. Right, this is what you got to do. You just got to be able to just be able to do hear it. Hear music and copy it. Copy it. That's just like saying to someone, "Oh, here's a painting. Copy it," and expecting people to just be able to do it. Mm. Well, some people who have natural talent might be able to. But lots of people need to be showing the technique. Technique, how to do it. And be like, uh, what's her name, Kardashian, the child. I don't know. Kardashian West. What's her name, North? I don't know anything about the Kardashians. Oh, I think I've told you this story. <laughs> okay, yeah, One I of think you have, Kim actually. Kard- yeah. <laughs> so I, I, think, do I think I told you probably yesterday. One of Kim and Kanye's children yes. did this painting. It was, like, incredible. Yeah. And everyone said, six-year-old can't paint like that. And then like, people said, well, you can if you're taught how to do it. So I just need someone to teach me how to sing. Okay. Copa Would you like Cabana. me to, to give you, pay for you to have singing lessons? Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what I'm getting at. Um, but yeah, so Ross says, because obviously Ross went to school with Rachel. So he says, oh, I remember, remember that. It wasn't that bad. And Rachel goes, Ross, would you stop? You got me. I'm dating you. <laughs> I know, I like that bit. It's really cute. Well, I like that Ross still tries. I know. So Ross and Rachel are kind of talking about that. And then a couple more sub-seas come up. We mentioned them earlier. Yes. The Weinbergs. The Weinbergs. Mr. and Mrs. Weinberg. With a little dig at Rachel again. I know. So he says, wonderful to see you again. I hardly expect to see so much of you. <laughs> Is wife not happy? No. She said, I thought you didn't see anything yeah you said you didn't see anything i mean what are you really seeing just a small mm. bit of ass cheek yeah if ass cheek. <laughs> yeah we've gone american ass cheek. <laughs> um but they do make a comment that rachel doesn't quite understand they say it's what it's wonderful to have you up and about again yes and they wander off and she says to ross well that's the third person that said something yeah. like that to me it's a bit weird hmm but now we get to see the bride and groom. Here they are. Here they are. Come say hello to Rachel. Um, and Barry, again, another dig, says to Rachel, you're still here. If I was what? Rachel, I'd sort of be going, come on now. That's enough. Come on. Uh, would you be quite annoyed if you were Barry, though? I wouldn't invite Rachel well, if he's yeah, that annoyed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Either you have to get over it and move on. Yeah. Or just don't invite her. And from Mindy's dress, we get a little insight as to why those bridesmaids' dresses yes. look so hideous. Thank you. A hideous wedding dress. <laughs> Something, uh, again, like very 80s, sort of. Yeah, like a short skirt, but with like long sidey bits. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of short at the front, but 
sort, sort of, of a, imagine you sort of wearing a Las Vegas wedding. Yeah, it that did sort of vibe. It did have that vibe and the hat as well. Yeah, a sort of weird sort of I don't know. Not a veil, but just a hat. Big puffy hat thing, taffeta hat. Rachel uses the opportunity to say, "Why are people saying stuff like that to me?" Yeah. So it turns out that Barry's parents um, told everyone that Rachel was insane. Yes, because of the syphilis. <laughs> Do people still get syphilis? I know, I was thinking that. It's sort of like a Tudor disease. Yeah. <laughs> that, would have, that line would have gone down well in a Shakespeare drama. Yeah, that's not sort of people died of in barren times. Very odd. Although I did watch a casualty episode where someone had syphilis and they, uh, they, they thought they had dementia or something and it was actually just because oh. they'd been in the Navy in their earlier life and had syphilis. If you were them, wouldn't you just try not... I would just say, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'd fess up. What? If you were Barry and Mindy, oh, I'd say, yeah. oh, I don't know why people are saying that. Okay, well, see you later. Oh, I don't know. They seem to want to humiliate Rachel, well, though, don't they? yeah. And again, why invite her to the wedding? <laughs> yeah. Also, just uh, Barry says about Rachel leaving, oh, you're still here. Mm. So this time at our wedding, um, they were already packing up the chopped liver. Mm. That sounds lovely. Who's having chopped liver at a wedding? Yeah, what is chopped liver? Is it just like, literally as it sounds? Yeah. Get a liver, chop it up? Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Ooh. Is that the starter? I don't know. Is it a buffet affair? Just plop some oh, chopped liver on your plate? Oh, no, gross. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, yeah, I love that story. <laughs> that kind of really deadpan, yeah, yeah. I love that story. <laughs> but yeah, with the syphilis story, they sort of go, well, what, what were they going to say? You didn't love me anymore. Because they're the two options. Those are the only two options. Syphilis, or if she doesn't love Barry. Which I guess was true. Didn't love Barry in the first place, I suppose, was really the truth of it. That was the point. Because who would, really? Mm, Yeah, seems really obnoxious. Should we talk about Barry and Mindy's subseas? As a kind of ranking? I suppose so. Low, are they? Low. (laughs) Don't like Barry. I mean, why would... Why would Rachel go for him in the looks department and in the personality department? I know the feel the, the the idea that she put off dating Ross. Yeah, but she was happy to date Barry. Seems ludicrous to me. Yeah, I guess back when she knew Ross, he had that stupid moustache. And I suppose the whole thing was it was like it was supposed to be the social climbing aspect of Barry that Rachel wanted uh, to be in that set. Right. Yes, I see. And we get another subsea. Best man, is it? In the next scene, yes, the best man. He's got to do a best man speech. Um, Ross has made it up to the top table. Yeah. But then I suppose if you're the partner of a bridesmaid, well... No, you normally don't. (laughs) You normally have to sort of sit with people you don't know. Well, he could have sat with uh, Monochrome... Richard. Richard is not even like he doesn't know anyone. That's true. But then he's kind of needed for this scene, isn't he? Well, yeah, true. But if you're going to have five bridesmaids... I think there were definitely four at least. Yeah. Bride and groom, best man, groomsman, the partners of all those people. Yeah. And the father and mother of the bride. But your bridesmaids aren't always on your top table, are they? Oh, she was maid of honour. She was maid of honour. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, Best man speech, bit rubbish. (laughs) I mean, terrible. Just one line, really. Yeah, made one joke. So he starts off by saying, "What, what, how does he phrase it? Something about, oh, when you first met Rachel. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, no, he said the wrong name. And then he says, oh, um, what? You're using the same band, so I can't use the same speech. And then the... Boom, tish. He's got, he's got a, um, a thing with a drummer. He knows when to come in with the... Boom, tish. Boom, tish. 
wonder how that became a thing. Yeah, the that's drummer's true. The drummer's Bawumptish. As I like to call it. The clash at Bawumptish. I suppose that is a reasonable joke. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, I suppose it is. I guess if she's there, it's a sort of... It seems okay to make that joke because you would think, oh, they made peace with it because mm. she's at the wedding. Yeah. I guess if she wasn't at the wedding, maybe that would be less appropriate. Yeah. Because it might still be raw. Whereas presumably... If you're invited, they've got over it. Um, and then, yeah, so that was the first line of speech. Second line, um, basically, I uh, hope you have a nice life. Yeah, good luck to you guys. And then, and then he says, and Rachel. And so Rachel goes, yes, what? And he says, not a lot of women would have had the guts to have turned up and even fewer with their asses out. <laughs> Bubbum tish. Drummer's straight on it. Lucky Rachel's got a Knight- supportive boyfriend. Yeah, nice and shining armour. Ross says, I'd like to add something. And Rachel goes, why are you adding? Why are you adding? Why are you adding? <laughs> really good. Ross likes to clear something up first of all. Yes. It's not because she had syphilis. No. And then the drummer, boom, tish. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't a joke. What are you doing? I'm serious. Um, but then later makes the joke that it worked out well for him. Yeah. Looks up for the drummer. No boom, tish. <laughs> oh. Drum- the drummer's not his friend. <laughs> Um, but sweet Ross here. I know, I think he's really trying. Um, I but I suppose if you're already the centre of attention as Rachel is, yes. you just want to hide. Yeah, exactly. And your boyfriend's standing up, you'd sort of think oh, that's oh. making matters worse yeah. almost. But yeah, sweet what he said. So Rachel's, Rachel's even more upset now, so she walks out. Said, I'll meet you in the car park. Parking lot, sorry. Oh, sorry. We're American. Um, your nearest entrance is by the parking lot. <laughs> I'm just going to let that go by. It's just, you know, cinemas. A, <laughs> cinemas. Cinemas in the UK for some reason. Showcase. It's American cinema. It was all American. And so as she walks out, Barry said, who had 9.45? Another dig by That's Barry. That's so mean. That's so no. mean to Rachel. But also, 9.45? Yeah, late. Yeah. Presumably not in the morning, so it must be in the evening. Doing the speeches now at 9.45 in the evening, yeah. Yeah, I hope they have eaten and this is post eaten speeches post eaten speeches those famous post eaten speeches should we do the speeches post eaten yeah let's do post eaten speeches post dinner you might say but yeah oh yeah I suppose well the idea is that people like to do speech the, to do the best man's speech because they're really nervous and they want to get out of the way oh yeah but I have been to weddings where they've done one after every course which kind of yeah. does spread it out a bit that seems more popular now that seems but you wouldn't want to be it. later on would you because that's when everyone's drunk and heckling that's true well traditionally it's before the dinner isn't it the speeches yeah because everyone's like oh hurry up hurry up i'm really hungry and i've had all this champagne and one canapé (laughs) it's not really soaking it up so this is why i love this as a rachel episode because Mm -hmm. this is where we see you know rachel could have walked out Mm -hmm. and gone i can't deal with this but no she stood up for herself yes showing the progress she's made since should we say progress i suppose in a in a progress in a progress <laughs> is that what I was saying from when we first see her you know she ran away from the wedding this time she's not running away no exactly she's standing up for herself and so she goes over to where the band are because she's she's walking out so she goes over to the band are and gets on the microphone mm-hmm. and says uh, does a nice little joke and says I promised myself I would make it through at least one of your weddings yes bubum tish drummer's on her side Rachel's up there she's yeah. got it. She sticks it to Barry. 
And so, yeah, sort of says, you know, I want you to get through this with grace and dignity. I think we can all say that's that's not going to happen now. <laughs> and so then she goes, there's only one, there's nothing left to say except <laughs> her name was Lola. She, she was, was a, a show girl. girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then, yeah, so uh, Ross chivies her along because yeah. she can't remember the words. Um, it, it, what she is, uh, she did... Merengue and then cha and then no, come on, everyone. Loved a little, well, I guess not really a subsy, more a background character. Yeah, I guess he was this the singer in the band. Yeah, he's sort of wearing a white jacket. He really sort of gets into it, like trying to get everyone to sing. Excellent. At the Copa, 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 and then yeah, all the um, audience, all the congregation are, are in S- singing along. Yeah, They're she's turned it, it round. <laughs> yes, and I think it's just such a distinctive scene and such a memorable scene. Yeah, and whenever I hear Copa Cabana, I always think of this scene. <laughs> oh, nice. And I just think, yeah, I just like Rachel like that, strong and yeah, gets she, her own back. She gets her own back, and she conquers a fear. Yeah. She sings the Coca Cola and it goes well. Mm. The crowd are absolutely loving it, and who wouldn't? They're all on her side. Even Barry and Mindy are singing along. <laughs> I thought we'd say even Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah, and Barry Manilow was <laughs> there singing along. He drops by. Yeah, I'm not sure they would be singing along. Well, Barry and Mindy, let bygones be bygones. Exactly. It sort of you know ties everything up nicely, and that's it. That's it. Mandy, okay, man, okay. Um, she could do all the the medley. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good one. I mean, Kofi Cabana's the best, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think of any others. Well, not a big Barry Manilow fan. I suppose not. I know Mandy from Westlife. <laughs> not Barry Manilow. <laughs> Do you have any more best bits? Best bits. Um, <laughs> well, uh, no. Um, no, I just sort of feel like we've we've sort of done them all. Yeah, I suppose it wasn't really particularly standouty ones. Do you have any what we haven't mentioned? No, I think we've mentioned all mine. So I guess that means we do best friend. I guess that's what we do. Right about now. Go ahead. Me? Me. Me. Um, right. So, Joey's out. Cross off the list. He's cross off the list. Whatever. Phoebe sort of barely in this. Yeah. I mean, great, great fashion from Phoebe. That's, but that's all she's really bringing to this um, episode for me. Monica. Oh, Chandler. Again, no. Not really, not really happening. I do quite like Monica in this, and I like the whole bassinet, basset hound scene. Yeah, and her throw it, trying to throw um, sugar almonds into Richard's <laughs> mouth and hitting an old woman on the back of the head. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't say that. That was the upshot <laughs> of the uh, throwing of the sugar almond. That was good, but not not best friend. Um. So really, we're left with Ross and Rachel. Yes. Um, it's tricky because I do get what you're saying. I do like Rachel in this and I do really like the end scene. And 
the funny bit about the um i'm dating you you know yeah you bit, got me you got me give it up and some you know the d- dig at barry i don't like this thing in the end but i do really like ross in this because i think he's really sweet and he sort of sticks up for her i think i'm oh i think i'm gonna have to go for ross ross yeah i agree it's between ross and rachel um same sort of reasons all others disqualified i think phoebe's close I'd oh say, really I, yeah i put phoebe up there she has got the kind of better lines i think um and i quite like her with chandler i quite like that phoebe chandler stuff yeah but yeah i think it's definitely got to be between ross and rachel and ross is so sweet but i we see that in other other episodes and i just really like rachel's standing up singing copacabana mm. and and that's basically your, your dream is it <laughs> that yeah. at a wedding you'll be able to get up and sing london's burning yeah and put it all behind me yeah. and not it still being really embarrassing <laughs> that i've done it again <laughs> um but i just like how brave she is i mean brave to go yes, first of that's all true, yeah. face that um just for her friend mindy put herself through it all just faces down all the quips like even like the best man thing she kind of you know just goes what and it's only really when Ross stands up that she's she's it's too much. Yeah. Um, and then just such a good comeback with singing Copacabana. So it's I'm true. gonna choose Rachel. Aw. Well done, Rach. I back my character. So only one thing left to do, I suppose. How many coffee cups and a summary of this episode? Please. What was the thing we said earlier when you said I'll include that in my summary? Oh, the fact it was the last episode in the season. Yes. So I guess this goes in with my my cup rating. I don't think it was a particularly strong episode for me for a final. I feel like you really want to get out for the bang. I suppose with a final, you sort of usually got some kind of cliffhanger type thing uh, yeah and i suppose the cliffhanger what they're saying is it's like the end of monica and richard's relationship yes and the start the janice and chandler mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. but it's not as strong as a final i mean you wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a final episode it could just yes. be a normal um, episode yeah sort of one in the middle um because it just wasn't i didn't like it i did like it it just there wasn't that many laugh out loud moment bits in it a lot of sub c's which we always say yeah is never good i mean they don't make much of an appearance well no to be honest. i suppose in a wedding as well you are gonna get um yeah so i just i kind of yeah it was it would i find it funny but there just wasn't really that many laugh out loud moments mm. yes yeah, so this is gonna be quite hard actually i think i'm gonna give it i mean it did sort of go along quite nicely I'm going to give it um, a 3.75. Fair enough. I, yeah, when you sort of look up this episode, it is, um, people say it's like one of the best episodes. Oh. But I think it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I really like Monica and Richard. I really like Ross and Rachel in this stage of their relationship. Yes. I think there wasn't much laugh out loud stuff. There wasn't much kind of, I suppose there was a few jokey jokes, but nothing major. Mm. But I quite liked it. I liked it as an episode. Mm. And also I think it is one of those ones where it doesn't help on a replay 
So I think right. you'd think it was a really yeah. good episode on watching it the first time because I think it's really clever where they they sow that seed of the Copacabana and Rachel sort of yes, saying, yeah. it's this reminds me of that time. And it's just a little sideline of, you know, I had to stand up and sing Copacabana. But because we all know that's how it ends, yeah, it's not a big thing. But when you watch it the first time... And then she does that. That's a real like, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's a good payoff, I suppose. A really good moment. And um, yeah, and I just think it's quite a nice episode to watch. Um, a lot, yeah, subseas, but nothing too annoying. And I suppose you've got quite a lot like quintessential friend stuff here. Because mm. you've got Monica and Richard. Yeah. Chandler and Janice. Janice and Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't think we can really get it into the fours just watching it as we are now. Mm. Like, we have to we have to take into consideration we have already watched it. Yes, true. And I can't remember what I thought about it first time round. <laughs> no, too long ago. So I'm going to probably join you on 3.75. I think that's fair. Um, I think, yeah, the... the Main thing was a Copacabana. That's the main scene, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the rest of the things are maybe a bit forgettable, particularly Joey's storyline. It's a bit nothing he is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it um, is. Even Chandler's storyline, apart from the payoff at the end, there's not a lot to it. No. In fact, I forgot half of it. <laughs> yeah. <if> I remember. <laughs> so, yeah, 3.75. Not a bad app. Not, not a bad app. Not a bad app. So, next time it will be a random, and yes. then we'll finish off with the end of... Season, season summary finale. summary summary as we always call them <laughs> but finale if you want yeah add a bit of sense of occasion <laughs> so we'll see you next time in the meantime you can catch us on the socials at pod underscore friends on instagram and on twitter and we'll see you next time goodbye bye